What is up, everybody? And welcome to the Joe Kilgallen Podcast, a.k.a. Kilgallen's Pub. How are we doing? It's been too long. It has been too long, so I have to start off with an apology. But boy, girls, they, thems, whoever the fuck you are, do I have a story for you? Do I have a story for you? But first of all, let's start off with a little gratitude. Uh, thanks for everyone for sticking by, especially during this long little layoff I've had here these last about three weeks. Has it been three weeks? Almost a month, I think. Shit. Um, I want to thank you guys for following me on YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, all that shit, especially you, the Patreon subscribers. Um, some movement, too, on the special. Got a good message in the middle of the night at 3 a.m. Director James Webb was like, let's fucking go. And he was took a screenshot of him like wrapping things up, which is nice. Um, I don't have a date, though, at first. I'll just tell you guys, uh, there's a writer's strike going on right now. Most of you might know that if you follow the entertainment industry at all. So I was originally I started to lean towards just putting on YouTube. It's easy. It's so easy. It seems like a lot of the best comedy specials are on YouTube right now. Every comedian just wants their special to be seen. You know, putting a logo next to it, like it was on Netflix or if it was on Amazon Prime or it was on HBO. It's validation. That's all it is. It's just like saying like it just tries to make you seem more legit to people who don't know anything about comedy. You know, like I know, and people who follow stand up comedy know that say, like, as an example, Shane Gillis' special on YouTube that he put out maybe a year or two years ago now was better than probably every HBO special that was put out during this the last two years, during the same time frame. People who follow stand up know that. Um, but the average person, which sadly is what you have to appeal to a lot of times, I mean, it's not sadly, it just is what it is. Uh, they, um, we'll see that HBO logo and be like, well, this guy must be fucking awesome and better than the person who puts theirs on YouTube, uh, which it really isn't the case. Um, at the end of the day, you just want it to be seen. And then you hope that people who see it are like, hell yeah, I want to buy a ticket when this guy comes to my town. And then you as the performer, the artist, uh, get to fucking say, yeah, uh, I'll be in Cleveland next week. And then those people are like, oh, yeah, I'll buy your tickets. And you, we, we can say to those clubs, book me. I've got a fan base in your town. Anyway, enough inside comedy jargon because I, I know when I listen to podcasts, I could really, really rarely give a shit. Um, another quick announcement, and then we'll get into some fun content here. I promise you. I promise. I have a new podcast that was launched last week. The episode itself was filmed like two months ago, two and a half, three months ago. Um, I told my Patreon subscribers first and foremost about it when the idea first started to be cooked. Uh, comedian Jonah Jerkins and myself have a new podcast called Let's Get Dumb where we ask dumb questions, tell dumb stories, and just have a dumb old time with you. We all have moments in which we're just like, oh, I was kind of a fucking idiot just then, wasn't I? And this podcast makes it okay. And we have some fun with it, you know, because we all have dumb thoughts. And we're just, uh, we're finding the humor in all of that. Episode two, this this episode of Joe Kilgallen Podcast is coming out Tuesday, May 9th. Episode two of Let's Get Dumb will be out tomorrow, Wednesday, May 10th, on both YouTube subscribe to the YouTube channel and on, you know, Apple podcasts, Google play, Spotify, wherever you listen to yours. All right. Uh, last week's episode was a fun one. It's, it's going to have some, some dumb shit and um, we've got seven episodes in the bank. So it's going to be kind of fun for me to remember as I release them. Like, Oh yeah, we talked about this or we talked about that, but um, it's off to a good start there. Although we haven't recorded the last few weeks, which is why we do the seven episodes in the bank. See, I've learned from my mistakes. I'm like Tony Stark. I learned from my mistakes. I uh, had it where with the Joe Kilgallen podcast, I do it by week. 
because I like to talk about what's going on in the world, and that's still great. But sometimes you have a snag in your life, especially a father of two. So you realize these comedians who are super successful with their podcast either already had a fuckload of money before they started their podcast, like Joe Rogan, who's on a couple TV shows, Fear Factor, News Radio, um, or they have no personal life at all. You know, like your, uh, whoever I say this about, I'm going to be coming off as a dick, but you know, you know who they are, no kids, no boyfriend, girlfriend, wife. Um, and so they're just easy that, you know, you're not going to miss things here or there. Um, but unfortunately I had to miss the last three weeks of doing this podcast or was it even a month? I don't know. It was a month to three weeks. I want to say I will. I can check very quickly. Why do I have to check? Is this good for a podcast? Some dickhead looking something up on his um, iPad. What's the date? April 12th. Yeah, almost a month. Jesus, Joe. Um, and that was the same. I actually was in. Yeah, that was the same week. I think two days after that was released. I re We recorded the last episode of Let's Get Dumb. But we banked them. We were smart this time. We're like, let's make a podcast that's evergreen. It won't matter what's going on in the world because we're talking about, you know, dumb shit. <laughs> Literally, that's the point. And then if someone, if, you know, if I get sick or Jonah gets sick or someone has to go do some road work or just go on a vacation, right? I don't know. Uh, we're not disappointing our listeners by not sticking to that once a week standard that you want to set as a podcast host and producer. Okay. Here's what happened to Joseph. I remember it was a Thursday when I first felt something. I had a show Wednesday night. That was like April 12th, I want to say, because April 9th was last minute of the podcast. So yeah, that checks out about, or April 12th was last time I did the podcast, or April 13th or something. I'm just trying to get the timeline right. I um, I went pee, and it was a Thursday, and I felt just a slight little like, hmm, the fuck was that? That's not normal. It didn't like burn, but it had like a little sting to it, I want to say. All right. Um, And then I had another pee later, and that was totally normal. So I'm like, oh, maybe one-time thing. I don't know. Friday morning, though. Because I think I first felt it like Thursday afternoon. I peed a couple more times Thursday night and nothing. Friday morning, though. Holy fuck. Holy fuck. I was like, okay, that's not right. This isn't right. What do, what do I got? You know what I mean? I said to my wife, I'm like, is this what a, U a UTI is? Because, you know, every guy has like, every woman in our women get UTIs constantly. And I was like, holy shit. I feel bad for so many women who get these UTIs because I should have been more. It's not like I wasn't nice. It's not like my wife or any of my female friends, like I have a UTI and I'm like, who gives a fuck? Rub some dirt on it and get back out there. Let's go. Like I wasn't saying that to the ladies in my life who are experienced UTIs. But now I I know what it's like to have painful urination because I've never experienced painful urination in my life ever until this past month. Now, when I see one of my female friends and like they have a UTI, I'm, I'm leading off with a hug. You're going to get a hug. Uh, I'm going to give you just um, treats. Any kind of treats you might want, I will refill your drink, your cranberry juice, or your water. Water's probably better. I think the cranberry juice thing's a little bit of a myth. And um, and I'm just going to be an ear for you to listen, okay? I will be a sounding board because, holy shit, I did not know it was that painful. I didn't know. I had no idea. Uh, you poor, poor women. It's it's bad enough you get paid so much less than us. <laughs> but you have to experience that too? Not right. We need to be better men, Okay. The UTI pain they deal with on the reg alone is, and you mix in a period. Oh, Jesus Christ. Literally, Jesus. Are you, are, do you care about women at all? Huh? Who's up there? Who's ever up there? I, I don't. 
some people like to spin it where they're like, God is a woman, and that's why women get you know have all this because God knew we could handle it. Um, I think you know the choice in a sense, right? Uh, I don't think I don't I don't know who's in charge if they like women very much. Um, I don't know, not to get dark with it, but like, good God. But it is it's funny when they're like they knew we could handle it. Like, well, you have no choice but to handle it. You're the only ones that can handle it because it's the only option for you. You know what I mean? We don't bleed on our dick once a month. It's almost like when there's a, a baseball player where they're like, yeah, he can't hit, but he's a great defender. Yeah, he fucking has to be. Because if you can't hit and you can't feel, you don't get to play. That's how that works. So it's not like impre- it doesn't make me go, oh, yeah, let's praise the defense. Well, the defense is important. Don't get me wrong. Um, but no, women are fucking incredible. Holy shit. So I felt that it felt bad Friday. And I'm like, I got to see something, right? I go to an emergent care, urgent care. That's what it's called. Emergent care. The fuck? Nice talking, Joe. And, um, you know, piss in a cup, tell them symptoms and stuff like that. Um, the one woman was like, well, I could check your prostate. And I'm like, eh, I'm not mentally ready for that. Never had a prostate check. She's like, all right, well, we'll just send the urine samples back. Cause the initial sample was negative for UTI, which I'm like, that's makes sense. Cause men don't really get UTIs. It's very, very rare for a dude to get a UTI. And so I was like, well, that makes sense, you know? And then I'm thinking, well, what the fuck could it be then? And they're like, they have to ask like any other sexual partners. And I'm like, no, you know? Um, and then, so they start thinking, well, it could be uh, urethritis, which is just like a infection of the urethra. Did you switch soaps and stuff? And I'm like, I did switch soaps, but, but they're, that's still pretty rare. You know what I mean? It's not like I'm soaping the fuck out of my dick hole. You know what I mean? <laughs> no guy does a deep blather at their dick hole, right? <laughs> Fucking wash around that thing. Um, I, I get paranoid if anything, you know, when water even gets in there. Right. So that so anyway, they gave me like some, an antibiotic or whatever. And then, um, Saturday, it still sucked. It was even worse. And then Sunday I went to the ER cause it was like that bad. I mean, pissing was like a fearful event. Um, it just, I know I'm, I'm getting graphic and gross with the details here, but it was just, it was bad. And then, um, go there to the ER and by protocol, they test for everything there even gonorrhea and syphilis which again made me laugh i joked with him i go yeah test me for if you go ahead i'm not afraid of you testing me for i know it's gonna be negative it just makes me laugh because i'm a comedian and how many guys who are worried about an std bring their wives with them like my wife took me to the er you know what i mean (laughs) it'd be pretty funny if it comes back positive for gonorrhea i'm like i don't know how that happened like it's you know it just the whole thing cracked me up a little bit they kind of said also we think it's urethritis because I know like kidney pain, but they're like, it also could be bladder stones because like they, they feel your lower back for pain. Cause at first I thought maybe it was a kidney stone. Cause there's been a history of kidney stones in my family. So I'm like, it's probably a kidney stone. And, um, but they're like, but you don't really have lower back pain. I'm like, not really. I don't, you know, um, a day or two later, I started feeling lower back pain after I told them that really. So I was like, fuck, I should just said that. So they did the, did the test for it. That's what I've realized when you're in the ER, you got to tell them all the pains. I feel like for them to really treat you properly because they'll just focus in on the one thing. I did have a few different people check my balls and dick. That was fun. Um, you know, cause it's, it's not fun actually. Cause you're never like in your best. You're like in pain the whole time. So it's not like, yeah, come check out this prize tog. It's looking real good right now. Yeah. I've been keeling over in pain, but my dick is, is it's got it together. Yeah. Bad hair day. My eyes look horrible. Scan. Everything looks a rock, you know, I can't even stand up fully straight, but this guy looks special. Yeah. Who's first female doctor. Great. Bring her on in old doctor. Who's too aggressive. That's a man. Yeah. By the way, that's why I don't like male doctors. 
I don't. I've uh, I. They're too rough with it. They are. I don't know why. You think they would know? They have the equipment, but they all kind of go in there, going, "All right, let's see," and they're just grabbing around. It's like, ow! Like you said, oh, that hurt. I'm like, yeah, dude, the way you fucking grabbed it kind of hurt. All right, they're just like a little gentle when you when you go down there. You should know better. And then they do the head stuffing up thing. I got somewhere else to go. And I'm like, okay. Or the women go down there with care, right? With compassion. Soft hands too. Very nice. Right? They're not going down there to be like, you know, like they all have a fucking plane to catch. You know, every male doctor is like, all right, let's see. Let's see the cock and balls. All right. Grab this testicle. Grab that testicle. Bounce them around a little bit in my hands like this. And then they and they slap your dick and they go, all right, you're fine. And it's like, and I didn't know I'm not actually. I feel terrible. I don't know what that's about. I'm sure those people thinking to themselves, I don't want to check this, but it's like you fucking signed up for this shit. Okay. You're a doctor. You check the whole body. All right. I'm sure you don't want to see feet, but like you have to deal with that too. Anyhow, so um, same thing with them, but then they were like, and I peed in a cup again, and they checked all that, all came back negative again for everything. You know, they even checked the SCVs, like I mentioned. And I'm like, well, what the fuck? Because I'm, I'm, I'm brutal. I'm in pain right now, you know, and this sucks. It's going pee used to be a joy. And now when I feel it, it's it's a fear. And they're like, all right, well, you need to see a urologist. That was Sunday. I got to see a urologist Tuesday. That Monday, I'm talking to people who've seen urologists before because that's just a scary sounding title to me, like urologist. I don't know why. It's just like, oh, they're going to do something I don't want them to do. And so I talked to some people and they were like, and I did some Googling and all of the people I know have seen urologists before and all the Googling told me, you're going to get a finger up that asshole, okay? They are going to do what is called a digital rectal exam. This is what these urologists do. They're sick fucks. No, I'm kidding. That's part of their job. They're not sick fucks. I'm joking around, obviously. This is a comedy podcast after all. So um, I was like, oh, well, that's going to happen. All right. I've never had anything enter there before. This is uh, uncharted waters I'm I'm venturing into here. All right. Got to mentally get myself ready for that. And to top it off, the only urologist appointment, the only urologist that was available was like a 45-minute drive from a house. So that's a fun thing to think about the whole ride there. Like, all right. You know? and get this, he didn't, he didn't do that. He checked my, my balls and dick again. I've been flopping those things out to strangers all goddamn last few weeks here. And, um, and then heard my symptoms and all that kind of stuff. And was just like, I kind of agree with the urethritis. Now I mentioned to him prostate maybe cause, and the only reason I brought up prostate was because I was going off of symptoms and I said, could it be bladder? I know we're ruling out kidney because my lower back feels fine, but like, what about bladder? He's like, yeah, maybe it's possible bladder. And I even said, what about prostate? Because and I and he just dismissed it quickly. Like, no, you're too young for prostate problem. Anything prostate? No, no. He just dismissed it, you know. And uh, first of all, I was like, okay, so I washed my butthole for nothing. <laughs> I, I I cleaned it real good for you, pal. You know, and this was another man. And um, and so you know, I was thinking to myself, all right, well then I guess I don't have to worry about prostate because I believed him. But I think modern doctors, and he was on the younger side, um, maybe like 42, I don't know. So you'd think he'd get it a little bit, but maybe because he's a urologist and most of his patients are old men who aren't internet savvy, he doesn't get that any patient under the age of 40 is going to Google the hell out of their symptoms. We just are. And I know WebMD will scare the shit out of you. That's like their whole thing. 
like you go on WebMD and you're like, hey, WebMD, I got a scratch fingernail. And then they'll be like, well, here's the seven different types of cancer that you probably have because you're a scratch fingernail. And then you're like, all right, cool. I'm going to go cry in the corner. Thanks, WebMD. Like that's what WebMD does. It scares the shit out of people. But there's a lot of other websites nowadays that give you a lot. They'll give you the symptoms. They go, if this is what your symptoms are. Here are all the possible things. So I'm just doing my due diligence being like, all right, well, one of the possible things is this thing called prostatitis, I think, or prostatus. I don't, I can't pronounce any medical terms at all. Like I'm horrible with them. Everyone's asked me what medications I'm on because I've been on a bunch and I'm like, I fucking know they're in bottles and I know which ones to take. I can't pronounce any of them. This one starts with a T. This one had a Y and a Z and a Y next to it, which didn't make sense to me as far as writing goes. Like did the, did the Latins do that? Is that why we killed off their language? Because they were fucking doing dumb letter combinations could be so anyhow um uh yeah so he just ruled out prostate right away and then he said but for to be safe not with prostate that wasn't concerned with this it was bladder stones and bladder so he's like let's do or if there's like a mass back there or whatever the hell's going tumor who knows ct scan so I ordered a ct scan which i had a couple days later so i had three more days of pain before the ct scan and it was worse it was getting progressively like worse and i was drinking a lot of water um we'll get i'll get more to the water thing in a second though because even though I thought I was drinking and I was, I was drinking way more. I'll get to it now. I was drinking way more water than like even recommended. What is it? Eight glasses a day. I was doing like 16 glasses. It wasn't until I tripled it to like 28 glasses of water. I mean, I was drinking gallons and gallons. I've never been so hydrated in my entire life. And then it was making the peeing tolerable with the medications I was on. It still didn't feel hundred percent. It didn't feel the way I, it felt before all of this, but it felt like, okay, I can manage this. Where before going pee, I was peeing sitting down because I had to. The pain was so bad, I was like near faint levels. Um, and I did. I remember getting real like, whoa, fuck, I'm gonna pass out from this pain here. And and it was like, it was just, I don't want to get into too many details, but it was excruciating. I mean, the worst experience of pain in my life, um, which just shows how privileged I've been. I mean, I broke a leg before. I would rather break my leg again than experience those really rough two weeks of peeing. And then a week that was just okay. And then now it's almost back to normal. Um, so and it takes like a month or so for this. Anyway, so the CT scan happens. They draw blood just to check your creatine levels. And that's a kidney check. And that quick blood test was fine. Then they like inject like this iodine thing in you. So that like shit reads when they scan you. And that came back with um, a mild to moderate enlarged prostate with like prostate stones. So it's prostate stones with an enlarged prostate. And then it's a kidney scarring, which everything I can Google about kidney scarring is you get that from previous kidney infections. I've never had a kidney infection in my life, but clearly maybe I have. I don't understand. I never remember any times where I'm like my lower back hurts and I'm peeing funny or doing all this other kind of never had that. So that's a little strange. And then um, the prostatus, which is what he called it. I mean, when it's annoying because they give you the results from the CT scan like 24 hours later and you could see them in your, in my chart, the new thing. And, uh, like through that, I, then I had to wait for him to get, to read it to me or to, you know, the doctor that interprets the results to you, but I could read the results. The results say all this stuff because they go by, by like, you know, they go lungs were fine. This was fine. You know, they pretty much check your torso down through the pelvic because it was a pelvic CT scan. But while they're scanning they you know, they're looking up your heart and all the other stuff. Although they didn't mention my heart, but they said lungs look good and liver look good and all that stuff. Um, spleen and pancreas. And, uh, so 
I have to wait for him to interpret it, which is annoying because I think he should hit you up right away. Or they shouldn't give you the results. I shouldn't be reading the results before he comes and tells me what's what. I go to make it, I send an email to him or a message, being like, oh, they're back. You know, I'm just wondering, do we make an appointment for you to discuss them? And then the woman gets back. She goes, oh, he likes to discuss it in purpose, uh, not in purpose, in person. And his last message to you, when we met in person, he says, check in in three weeks. But that was before the CT results. He's like, go get a CT scan. He goes, check in in three weeks. Oh, yeah, also get a CT scan. So when I follow up and then the nurse, the nurses answer all the doctor's emails and messages. She says, check in in three weeks. I'm like, so I got to sit on this for three weeks. I'm still in a shitload of pain. And you're telling me with this new information, because he ruled out. He said, fucking prostate. Get out of here, prostate. You're too young, prostate. And then it comes back, definitely prostate. That doesn't change our treatment medications. Doesn't change it. Is that what you're fucking telling me? So instead of doing that, I went to see, when I went to go see appointments, I saw he had one the next day. So I'm like, I'm making that shit. What are you going to do? You're going to stop me? No. So I made that. And honestly, I don't like this urologist. I'm saying this on the podcast now because I'm getting a new one. I'm not going back to him. Because even when I was in there, he was still like, prostate, prostate's fine. He goes, you can't trust radiologists and ER doctors. That's a big saying in medicine. Everyone in medicine says you can't trust radiologists and ER doctors. Those are the two. And I'm like, okay, so I've been to an ER doctor who they said, um, urethritis, you agreed, ruled out prostate, went to a radiologist. It says prostate, but then he said it's prostate, prostatitis. Again, I can't do words. And um, he goes, that's temporary. It'll go down. You don't have an enlarged prostate. He goes, it's like, if I hit your knee and we do an exam of your knee, it's going to show an inflamed knee. Your prostate's inflamed because it's an infection. How is it an infection or bacteria? We're not really sure. Sometimes prostatitis just happens and we don't know. Which is true when I Google, there are a case where they're just like, we don't fucking know. Because um, the other ways you get it, we're all ruled out by all the tests I've done. You know, it's not an STD, but you could get it from sex. It's weird. Um, but if you have prostatitis and you have sex with someone, you can't give them prostatitis. Uh, I was a little weird. You know, you can infect people with other shit with it. It's weird. I don't know. It was, I did enough reading on it where I was just like, hmm, okay. Um, and then I was just like, all right, this doesn't go away. What do you do? And then he was like, we could do a cystocomy, a pock. I don't know what the word is. Cystoscopy or something where it's like, you should, they should have a camera up my dick hole. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want to do that. Um, but then people are like, well, then I mean, you have to. That's the thing, too. You have to. And I remember thinking, like, can't you do this a different way? You go up my dick hole to look at my prostate. But when you check it with your finger, you go up my butthole. Mm, I, I, don't, I don't like any of this. This all seems very fishy to me. But I have to make an appointment to for a return. I'm doing a lot better now. Not 100%, but so much better to the point where I can function and go out. I was kind of really not doing anything. Um, for a good three week stretch there, because I didn't want to, I didn't want to start the podcast and be like, Oh my God, I got to pee and run away and have it, you know, and my energy was terribly low at the time. I was very fatigued during all of it, foggy from the medication. Uh, the one medication I was still on, um, I had to remind myself to get up out of my seat slowly and get out of bed slowly. Even if I do it like normal, I'd get dizzy, which sucks. Like we all get it when you jump up real too fast, you get a little lightheaded, I get it just getting up normal. So I have to kind of be like, all right, get up slowly, you know, real old man about it. All right. So I'll give you 23 minutes of just all the shit I've been going through. Um, so yeah, that's what's going on, but you can see why I'm not thrilled with my urologist. Cause he was like prostate, you know, like if you would have just checked my prostate, isn't this weird? It's like, Hey, you pussy. If you would have just shoved your fingers on my ass, like you were supposed to, you would have known the prostate was enlarged. You would have felt that. And then immediately been like, Oh, it's prostatitis. Save me a CT scan. But then this kidney scarring thing's interesting too. 
Yeah. Anyway, at least I feel better now. I feel a lot better now. Um, I want to thank a lot of you for your concern. A lot of you sent messages and stuff like that. Too many to name. Um, but I sent messages back to you. thanking you. So, you know, I appreciate it. Uh, yeah. It's, that's just an annoying. Uh, it was a bad month. Bad month all around. Just not a good month for me. Um, I did do a few shows in there just to get out of the house, but because uh, I was just all cooped up. I think in the three, it was the least amount of shows I've done in a stretch, though. I canceled one or two of them or a couple of them. Um, it was a rough go, but uh, I did some fun shows and I, I shared a set on my Patreon. So for those of you who don't subscribe to the Patreon, um, I put up a whole 12, 15 minute set. And that was from the day I started blood pressure medication because I started that. That was crazy, right? So I started blood pressure medication like end of March. And then through the rest of April, I've had this going on. And I was supposed to be doing blood pressure readings every day, but I just got too cooped up in this pain to keep up with it. So I think I have to check that. It was doing it was doing fine, though, leading up to it. But I remember my doctor being like, for the next two weeks, check it. And that one week, it was like, oh, this medication's doing, it's good. It's working. All right, let's, uh, anything fun to talk about? Sure, there's a lot of fun shit out there. There's a lot of horrible shit out there, too. Uh, I was at the Cubs game last night. They welcomed back... Uh, a guy who was a catcher for the World Series champion Chicago Cubs, Wilson Contreras, who now plays for a rival. And the rivalry stuff in sports gets me a little bit because when you get a little older, you're just like, yeah, I hate that team. But that guy, he just went there because they paid him by far the most money, which is what anyone would do. So I'm supposed to be mad at him now. He didn't say anything directly about the fans. He said that he thought the new organization was better than his old one. Well, yeah, because the new organization is paying him almost $90 million, where the old organization never did. It's like, what the fuck are we doing as sports fans sometimes? Sometimes we really do come off like the idiots that non-sports fans think we are. Like, just look at it logistically, okay? Again, he never said anything directly about the fans. Someone's trying to spin it to be like, yeah, he said that one comment. Here's the one comment. Someone said to him, they saw him like eating lunch on a cafe in Arizona, like spring training is just getting underway. And they said, hey, Wilson, Cubs fans are going to be crying because they're going to be missing you. And he goes, well, yeah, I hope they're crying the next five years because he's going to be gone the next five years. Right. What he means by that is he means he hopes they're missing me the next five years. The guy said they're going to be crying you because they're going to be missing you. And he goes, well, I hope they're crying for that. Like he didn't. He could have said, I hope they're missing you. But again, that's you're really twisting it. You're really looking for the negative to not like someone if that's what you're going for. Um, so as sports fans, it's like, fuck off. Yeah. He's on the other team now. And I don't want him beating my team, but I told everyone there. Cause people were like, he's going to get greeted with booze because of the off field co off season comments and all that. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm not booing someone who helped provide the greatest stretch of sports fandom of my life. The Cubs world series run was something I will never forget. And it was the best time to be a baseball fan, a Cubs fan, of course, and a sports fan. It was fantastic. And he provided some of the best memories of that. So I'm supposed to boo the guy because he's playing for a different team in a different city. And yeah, it's the team. I I don't, I hate the Cardinals. They're our rival rivals. Or rivalries are a fun part of sports, but it's like, they're still human, human beings. You know what I mean? What if two years from now, the Cardinals trade him back to us? Are you just gonna be like, Oh yeah, he's cool. now. He, he wears the shirt. I wear. Yay. No different shirt. Boo. I mean, I know Seinfeld has this joke where it's like, you're essentially rooting for laundry. And yes, I, it's team over players because the team's there forever. Well, not always. I'll talk to Oakland A's fans. Oakland A's are talking about moving to Las Vegas. Uh, but yeah, I get that. And players come and go and guys retire and everything like that. But I still have a loyalty to the players. I've always been like that. My first favorite player was Andre Dawson. That's who I, you know, he was an expo before, but I, I was too young to watch him when he was an expo. 
after the Cubs, he became a Red Sox. I rooted for him on the Red Sox. I would check box scores to see if he was doing well. And when he did well, I was happy about that. He went on to the Marlins. I was a fan of him there. And I, I, I you know, rooted for him to do well. Same thing's happening with my favorite players who have left the Cubs World Series team. They brought me my favorite season of baseball as a fan. I will never cheer boo against them. I'll never boo them. I will never cheer against them. And the people who do, get your fucking head checked. Okay? It's stupid. It's fucking stupid. You know, especially a guy who thrives off booing. We should know that as a fan base. He loved to play the role of the villain. And that's what he did. I went to the game last night. Beautiful night. There at my wife, my buddy Crawley, my buddy Stu McVicker, Club 400. Great dudes. Uh, great wife. And um, yeah, his first at bat, I stood and cheered. And I was screaming, World Series champion. That's a World Se Cubs World Series champion. Some people were looking at me. One person said, no. And I'm like, what are you, fucking 12? Fuck you. What do you fucking know? <laughs> I did say that, which I love swearing at random people, especially when I know I could beat the shit out of them. You know what I mean? Because they're 12. Now they weren't really 12, but they were like probably like 24 or something. And so, um, yeah, I cheered and it was a mix. It's a mix of cheers and boos, which made me a little disappointed. Uh, the Bleacher fans who did a thing where they took out newspapers pretending like they were reading, which is not hard for them to do because I don't think most of them can read. Um, <laughs> zinger. Um, and guess what? He got a base hit. And as soon as he went to first base, looked at the crowd, started like, you know, waving his hands at them. Later he gets, and he scores the first run later. He gets a big double to put them up uh three, one. He, he was involved in every big scoring play for them. And on the double, which was almost a home run it hit the top of the center field wall. He's putting his hands in the air too, getting his team jacked up. And I'm like, see now they're bonding with him. He's their new teammate. A lot of them weren't really sure what to expect out of him. He gets off to a rough start behind the plate. They demote him from catcher to DH. And now this is going to be the thing that brings him back together because Cubs fans thought booing a guy. And the people who were booing clearly weren't watching. They weren't paying attention. Um, and, yeah, it's unfortunate. Again, I'm not going to boo the guy. I, I cheered from his first at bat. I didn't cheer from the rest of the time because, again, he's now a rival. But I'm not going to, you know, um, boo him. He gets the cheer the first time, and then he gets silenced the rest. And if he's playing other teams, I hope his team loses, but I hope he goes four for four. I hope he hits home runs and has a great season. I hope he's an all-star again, because why wouldn't I? He's an all-star for my team, provided great memories for me. Can't root against that. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the Prostate slash uh, Let's Be Better Sports Fans episode of the Joe Kilgallen podcast. This podcast is still going to keep going. Okay, I don't want you thinking because I got the new one that this one is going to disappear. I will get back on schedule with this one, and I apologize for the delay. I will keep it fun. This was going to be more free-forming thoughts. Uh, the other podcast, Let's Get Dumb, which um, Patreon subscribers, I think I'll be sharing content from that onto the Patreon. I don't know if they're starting a separate one. If we are starting a separate one, UOGs. Anyone who's part of my Patreon before we start a Let's Get Done Patreon, you guys are grandfathered in. So you will get Let's Get Done Patreon content. I'm not going to be like, make you pay for another one. That's insane. I just can't. I won't. I won't. Out of principle, I would never do that to anyone, let alone my favorite people, my Patreon subscribers. All right. A new episode of Let's Get Done will be out tomorrow uh, with Kristen Toomey. Comedian Kristen Toomey will be the guest because that, that podcast has guests every week, except for the first one, which was the pilot, was just me and Jonah. And um, this will be back on schedule as well. Thanks for listening, all right? You guys are the best. Cheers.